The Notary's Unsealed podcast is brought to you by the Georgia Notary Network and Captivated Notary Marketing Solutions. Coming up on this episode. Those people that are saying them as courses, they tend to have a decent amount of followers. Somebody who's lazy or unmotivated to figure it out for themselves. They see, oh, Earl. People go out there and spend money on information that's free and then come back to me and say, I don't have a whole lot of money to spend. Real smooth this time. We know the reason sealed. Uh huh. This my everyday life. Yeah. We know the reason sealed. Everyday I hustle out here living it right. Let's go. We know the reason sealed. Put the stamp down. It's time in front of the mic. Here we go. Took the game over. We yeah. home now. We soldiers. Griff, Matherin, and Q the podcast. You can't hold us. Y'all heard the word. Y'all heard What's the going word. on, notary Welcome back to another episode of Notaries Unsealed. I'm your host Q. I got my guys with me, Mathen and Uncle Griff. Say what's up to the people, fellas. Hey, what's going on, part of people? It's your man Griff down here in Virginia, just chilling, doing what we do. Oh yeah, what's going on, folks? Another week. Now it's your five-star general notary here in Massachusetts. Uh, we're just rocking and rolling, rocking and rolling. So I'm going to tell the audience what just happened. Um, so this is our second cut of getting started because I messed up, um, like usual, uh, at the beginning. But then in the background, they was arguing about who's going to go first. Because, you know, that's like a thing. And I always pick on Mathur. So Math is starting to fight back against it now. <laughs> yeah, I look up and Mathur pointing his finger at me. Like, you go for You <laughs> help a crack up. <laughs> Oh yeah, man, we both wasn't ready on that one. But what's going on, fellas? It's good to be back. Yes, what's going on, Matthew? <laughs> <laughs> here you go, here you go. Oh, Matthew, man, look, man. What's going on with you, man? Look, look, I'm just trying to, you know, bend a little underneath the weather. And then I done messed up. It had some hot sauce that I wasn't supposed to. So, you know, I'm just I'm going all to it. But... Beside that, business, you know, business been slow, man. I'm not going to lie. This week been extremely slow. A lot of people was canceling for whatever reason. So it must have been like a cancellation type of week. People would call, book an appointment. And then within the next 30 minutes, they were like, oh, yeah, I changed my mind, this and that. But uh, five-star general feeling a little lonely? Nobody wants to uh, oh, man. Look, your I, services? Look, I don't know what's going on. I think... I think I, I provide top quality services where, you know, I might intimidate some folks. But look, I, again, you know, I, like I was telling you guys a few episodes ago, I have noticed some new notaries in the area. So that could be that could be a factor. But at the end of the day, you know, what I provide, the mobile aspect of it, I don't have anybody around here that's doing the same thing. Not, and not to the level that I am. Just going to ride no, the wave. But- but hey, shout out to those new notaries. Uh, hopefully, you guys are doing the business right because you're taking food out my man, uh, out my man's family's mouth. <laughs> so hopefully, y'all are doing the right thing and uh, represent the notary uh, community properly. Look, they are very lucky we didn't have a lot of snowstorm this in this winter. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, you know that saved them a lot because during the snowstorms, man, I'd be all over the place. And you know what it is? Since there wasn't a whole lot of snow, at least for us, like we got nothing. It gives them a little bit more confidence to start the business a little bit earlier. You know, they were thinking <laughs> spring, but eh, you know, the weather's not that bad. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. 
Oh, not bad, man. All right, the uh, busiest notary in the community, um, <laughs> Uncle Griff. Oh, uh, man. We know business is great. What else is going on, man? Um, yeah, business is popping. I was just looking at the numbers. I got like 76 on the books right now for this month. Um, I still got this last week to do at the time of this recording for March. Um, you got, wait, Griff, how many you got again? 76 that I've done and, you know, what, what I've done and have to do equals up. If I ain't do nothing else, I have 76 for the, for the month. Uh, I'm glad you said it with your chest that time. Because the, the previous time, you're like, and it's 76. And then, and then when I asked you to say it again, you got to 76. You put some respect on that, bro. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, he, oh, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm trying to get 80 now. I mean, I'm... I'm Look, I'm predicting, I'm predicting Griff's going to hit, I want to say 100, or at least 90. I think he's going to get there at some point. Just to say yeah. that you did it. I know that you're going to do it. Now, when, when you get to 80, you're going to be like, I could, do, I could probably do 90. Yeah. And then when you get to 90, you're going to be like, you know, I could do 95. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's, look, he's getting 100. Then he's going to get 100 and be like, you know what? I can go back down to 60. <laughs> <laughs> I know, man. It's been crazy. I mean, it's just been constant, busy. I mean, I've the only days that I have not done a signing have been Sundays this month. Mm. Every single weekend I've done one. Every single day. I've done at least one signing this month, and the only days I haven't have been these past Sundays. Even and well, except for this one, I did I did one this Sunday, so that means I'm at 77. So yeah, I did one today, um, or in the 26th. Yeah. Oh yeah, you're gonna have 80 done before Tuesday. Yeah, yeah, I can yeah I can pull in 80. And you stuff. might even be able to hit 85. Actually, you might hit you. Well, he's hitting that, 100. The way, that, the way that you hawk, you could probably hit 90. Yeah. Easy. He's hitting yeah, 100. Yeah, no, I don't because know see, 100. now now I'm at the point where I'll just take anything that pops up. <laughs> right. You know, you're, you're at home stretch at the end of the month right now. The, the numbers are there. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. So I'll just take anything. But overall, man, you know, things have been good. Um, i just been still keeping an eye on the real estate market, listening to my trusted sources on YouTube, um, the numbers, what they're talking about are correct. Um, so it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting. Um, but I just think notaries have a good opportunity coming up down the road in the next couple of months. And if they drop the prices and that's the weird, that's the part that nobody can understand why the homeowners are being so stubborn, why they actually think that the Federal Reserve is going to stop raising interest rates and then all of a sudden just drop them back down to two and three percent. You know, there's no indication that that's going to happen. So them homeowners are going to have to drop them prices. And yep. when they do, that's when investors and other people are going to gobble it up as quickly as they can um, to hop in those houses and they'll worry about refinancing down the road from a high interest rate to a lower one. But they can get that low price. You know, that's really where it's at. So that's why I'm just taking everything I can build up as much money coming in um, because you just never know when there might be a month where things just get really, really quiet. Yeah, no, that's true. I know. I'll tell you, man, the Fed is 
they're not playing fair man this it's <clears> like <throat> like they said they're like they, they stab you in the stomach to watch you bleed out really yeah. slow <laughs> like i'm gonna bleed you real good mm-hmm. What's that, is that from platoon what, what movie is that from was that, was that oh, platoon? i'm gonna bleed you real good i forgot i know what you're talking about i can't remember which one <laughs> that, that's that's their mentality yeah, yeah. we're we gonna stick this knife in it. oh okay now we're gonna they just keep twisting it yeah. a little bit every month mm-hmm. now here's what's interesting just real quick yeah it's interesting that there's you know they say refinances are dead <laughs> this month i've been seeing a few more refinances and today the refinance it was a seven hundred thousand dollar house the loan was for six hundred and ninety nine thousand and some change just under the value of the house yeah mm-hmm. they had to pay fifty thousand dollars in closing costs Jeez. and they was pulling out ninety eight thousand dollars to take you know to um pay off bills consolidate and um and get some repairs done on the house and i'm sitting here looking at these numbers and i'm like fifty thousand dollars and normally i don't even pay attention to that stuff but i it caught my attention just mm-hmm. to um they paid they bought two and a half 2.27 percentage points at fifteen thousand dollars it was a va loan which meant they had a funding fee for va loans which was twenty four thousand. and then all the i was like goodness gracious yeah that's a lot and, and i'm like so y'all must if i did a video a while back called a good deal is a good deal it don't make sense to me to do that to pay fifty thousand dollars in closing costs and run my mortgage back up i mean because their mortgage had to be down low to add fifty thousand dollars in closing costs and take out ninety thousand dollars ninety eight thousand in equity right and then to run it back up to just under the value of the house i said okay you must really have a need that's there yep. that you're like screw it and the interest rate was still like five percent it was still five percent after all that buying down of the points so and all we can do as notaries is just roll up in there and be like all right cool sign stamp and i'm out yep can't say my business can't say nothing else mm-hmm. none of our business you know this your money you you think this is cool with you and have at it yeah wow yeah, yeah just, so it's been good. yeah just by the numbers alone i would have done something like that I don't yeah. know, man. People just love owing somebody for their entire life. I know. And the house was nice. I mean, it was a nice big old brick house. I was like, okay, it's a little nice. I said, I like this. I like this nice laid out, but I think they had three car garage, everything. I mean, Jeez. very, very nice. So I said, they must really have a need. And I did see some flooring. So they was putting some new floors in the house. So, so okay. I got a question for you guys. Yeah. <laughs> Off topic, but. So it has to do with what you're talking about. <clears throat> but why is it that we feel people in general as a whole, not may not be the person that's listening to this right now, it may not be, you know, the three of us, but it seems like as a whole society, people want to owe somebody money. People want somebody to tell them how much money they can make. People want other people to guide their um emotions in life almost it's like it's like people feel like we were born to work for other people right that's what they if you really talk about it like i should owe somebody money i should owe somebody money right now right 
<laughs> like, I don't even feel right because I don't owe anybody money. Yeah. Nah, I guess, you know, I guess, you know, that's just what society have shown or taught them, you know, how to how to operate. You know, like, I get what you're saying, but if you really look at it, I want to say maybe like at least 95% of the population, you know, owe somebody some money, but, you know, but because that's what, you know, that was the American dream to them. You know, besides school, after school, get, get getting at home. You know, but the know. American dream was debt. That's what the American dream is, is debt. Well, that's what, you know, it's, unfortunately, that's what was taught to them. So that's what yeah. they are passing down to the next generation and the but, next generation. But it's debt at a whole other level. The people that we end up owing money to owe money to somebody else. And they owe money yeah. to somebody else. Yep. Well, you look at some of the movies, it's like every movie, somebody always owes somebody something. Yeah. Whether money or some kind of favor. It's like, you owe me. There's there's just this constant theme of somebody always owing somebody else. And it's like, I'm going to do something for you so you can owe me. But people, some people don't feel complete satisfied with the fact that they don't have to owe anybody anything and they'll be completely debt free for like three days and then they're like let me see if i can get me another credit card and then run that up not because they have to or anything but because they feel that they need to owe somebody and you don't have to owe anybody anything that's that's the, the crazy part about it which goes into that business credit that business people you don't need to get business credit in certain business models you need to work the business first and then and we talked about that so yeah so yeah and people play on that and it's like you need business credit it's like so what you're saying is i need to owe somebody yeah i mean no i don't mean i mean no you don't need to owe anybody you just need business credit like, what which you means i need to owe is. somebody yeah what do you think credit is you owe somebody right yeah but when I first started learning about business, they always, yeah, I know, back in the Stone Age. <laughs> <laughs> when, you, when you were developing business principles. <laughs> yep. They always told us, they said, whenever possible, bootstrap your business, do stuff, earn money, make money, and then use that money to fund your own business so mm-hmm. you don't owe people. And, and and that's not where it's at nowadays. It's like, and it, it makes it hard too. It makes it hard for you to even just get money, you know, like, okay, well, just, just a simple, Hey, let me get some, just fund me some cash, no interest. Now they don't do that anymore. It's like, we got to give you 25% interest, all this, that, and the other. And as soon yeah. as we loan you the money, we need you to pay us back starting today. Yeah. And if you yeah. miss today's payment, you owe us $500 for a late fee and all of that. And this is just constant. So. Yeah, it's people, they just feel they have to owe somebody and it's a talking point. It's a bragging point about how many people they owe. Yep, especially, especially and especially in the Nordic world, you know, business credit, you know, is a huge topic within the Nordic. You know, just like you say, you know, that's just you owing somebody else's money. And you also made a valid point, Griff, 
based on your business model, it doesn't make sense for you to have, you know, try to build um, business credit based on your business right. model. So we're not saying not to do it, but if you are just starting out, you have not really figured out your business, you know, have not, you know, gained enough capital and somebody just offer you a course regarding business credit and you want to pay that, then you start applying for these different credit cards, you know, with different vendors. Well, my you question may not is survive. For the notary business, what do you need? How, how much is a notary stamp? About <laughs> less than a hundred. Fifteen dollars. It's like fifteen dollars. Fifteen dollars off of Amazon. Yeah. How much is a journal? About fifteen. Yep. Right. Um, commission, depending on the state, probably about fifty to seventy-five. Yeah. Notary bag, you talking about probably thirty to forty dollars, depending on which one. But there's a lot of but people. You probably already have a. You probably already have a computer bag you could use. That's yep. true. That's what I, I still use the computer bag that I used from when I was like 26 years old. Look, man. It's in great shape. Should I still use the same bag um, <laughs> that my wife gave me when we first thought it? <laughs> look, look, that bag, a, that bag has my old business number on it, but hey, that's fine. It still has Mantra and Nodi service on it. <laughs> mm-hmm. But the yeah. number is not the same. <laughs> right? So. Like that, that just, and I, and I know that we have some affiliation with some people and we're cool with some people that are into the business credit and credit and whatnot. And we're not saying nothing against that. And we're not saying anything against what you guys are doing, but just the, the concept for a notary to, to really want to get business credit. I don't understand how and why are you, are, are you trying to pay for a website? All right. So I'm gonna tell you right now, um, you know, if you're looking for the bells and the whistles, it's probably going to cost you between $1,500 and $3,000. If you yeah. use your stamp, you can make that pretty quickly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, if you don't want the bells and whistles, you can get it done for a lot cheaper than that. Check out Captivated Notary Marketing Solutions. Follow me. Um, you can get it cheaper than that. It's, it ain't going to have the bells and whistles, but if all you need is a landing page to get going, it's not expensive. You don't need business credit for that. No. Not at all. No. I mean, if are you trying to get a car? See now, see, and that's the thing. Like people want business credits so that way they can go get a car. That way they can start doing things as as far as like, um, maybe go buy a house or 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 just get an office or something like that and put it in the business name and all this other stuff. And it's just like, hmm. Yeah, but how much income are they even generating? Like, right. I, like I feel like, you know, if you own a very successful signing company maybe then you could consider a business credit um but if you're not generating enough income you know having business credit like it just doesn't make sense you know at the time being like i know during the pandemic like again we're not against it because i have a couple cards that i use or Mm -hmm. i'm not using them like i was before because you know i've adjust my business i've adjust but just starting out, I think you can get by doing the bare minimum until you start getting more traction within your business. So I think part of the issue in the notary world is the fact that it's not like these aren't viable options for businesses. It's just that it gets spoken about to people that aren't in a situation or at the level to be thinking about that yet. Mm-hmm. You know, and a lot yeah, of stuff. Uh, a lot of stuff comes out and we get exposed to um all right no illuminati but 
you know, let's talk about Masons. Griff, you and I were having a conversation earlier um, about a certain organization. You know, mm-hmm. the deeper that you get, the deeper knowledge that you receive. Right. And here in the notary social media world, the tiers of knowledge are being dumped on brand new notaries as soon as they come in the game. Yes. Right. And it's very overwhelming for them. And they're thinking by accomplishing those things, that's going to make me successful. But then and and you can tell that it's a fail a point of failure because after being inundated with all of this information that people say you need to have and you need to sign up for, if you're still timid and iffy about doing it, that's why I was saying the phrase my new one of my new phrases now is faith without works equals fear. That means t-shirt, you got faith. T shirt alert, t shirt yeah, alert. You got faith. To some degree, that's why you joined the notary world. Yeah. But you don't have any works. And see, here's the problem. You think that spending money on the courses and attending the conferences and going to all of those clubhouse meetings, you think that is work. That is not the work of the notary business that you got faith in. You say you got faith about that you can do this notary business, but you're not doing the work of a notary. Therefore, you're scared because if you're not doing it, why? Well, I don't know enough. Okay, well, I thought you took a course on knowing enough. Well, I mean, I did, but admit it, you're scared. So yeah, you scared. are afraid. How That's many really courses do you need? To. How many courses do you need to learn how to read a paragraph and put a stamp <laughs> on a piece of paper? Yeah, I should so, never know. Never know nowadays. I know. So. When I thought about it a couple of days Obviously, ago. Obviously, 700 videos isn't enough. I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> but that's what I was thinking. You know, I said, man, if you're not, you're still not doing the business after all of this time of you learning, sitting, watching, all of that, and you got to be scared because mm-hmm. the only reason why people don't move into something, whether the notary been saying it, the reason why you don't move into a proposal, a guy won't propose, I'm scared she's going to say no. The reason, I mean, we don't do stuff because we are afraid that if I actually try to do it, it's not going to work. And then you sit there and lie to yourself and say, I need a guarantee. But then other areas of your life that are more crucial and critical than the notary business, you have no guarantee and you walk out there and do that thing hands down. You'll go, you're like, I believe I can go to Harvard and get a law degree. Not to be funny, but how many illegitimate children are there out there right now? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you go out there and you try Damn. to do this, and you and you'll go to Harvard and get the degree, but then become a notary and say I can't do it because I'm scared. Yeah. And 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 that's the part that really burns me. But when you sit back and think about it, there are a lot of people who are telling notaries you should be afraid. You should be very afraid. This is a serious business and you could go to jail if you do the wrong thing. Okay, <laughs> if it's that bad, then why are we begging people to come into business? Why are you asking people who probably don't have the business acclimate, the social acclimate or any kind of educational acclimate to do this business without screwing it up? Why are you begging for them to come in? Ooh, ooh, ooh. Me, because pick I'm... me, pick me. I have an answer. Pick me, go pick for me, it, pick me. Right, so, right, so, right. so, 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 so they can sell them a course. There you go. That's exactly what I'm about to say. That that's, is it. That's the bread and butter I mean, right there. And I know people are like, man, you, I'm not against anybody selling courses. I'm against, why 
sell something to somebody who can't use it. We're not against mm-hmm. rappers, but we are yeah. against those thugs. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it don't make sense. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to invest time in trying to educate somebody who I pretty much can tell is not really going to do this business, but I'm going to make some money off of them. And at that point, I'm like, that's not nice. That's pretty mean and nasty. And then when this person does not have it in them, but I'm going to take their money anyway. But that's that's bad business practice, Griff. Unfortunately, that is what's striving within notary, real estate, any type of business nowadays. You have to. I'm not saying us here, but you have to take advantage of those who doesn't have the proper information and the guidance. So those same individual that's, you know, telling you to make the five, the ten, the fifteen thousand dollars a month, they making it based off selling you a course. But at the same time, you're not getting properly educated. You're just getting the same information the last group has, the same information that the 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 um, group from last year. A couple, I want to say, yeah. a couple All years they do ago, is say that they put a new spin on it. They, 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 they wax it down, polish yeah, it up, pretty much. You know, <laughs> they, re- rearrange, they, the they rebrand, they rebrand, they, they, they change, they change the speaker of it. However, that you know, there's there's back deals that get happen, you know, that happen. Yeah, <laughs> they just rebrand yeah. the entire operation. You know. Yeah, and then some <laughs> of them. Uh, I'm just saying straight up. Some of them after after they are unsuccessful with whatever course or not even unsuccessful when the interest in taking courses from them die down they disappear for a while yeah mm. yes, and sure then they come back and then they come back as if nothing happened yeah as if they didn't do anything as if they didn't screw people over in the last iteration of them trying to be a notary influencer yep and now they're all of a sudden coming back rebranding themselves and that was one of the biggest lessons that I learned when I was taking a business management class. And they said, when you see businesses constantly rebranding, <clears throat> that tells you there's something seriously wrong. And every time you turn around, they're rebranding, repurposing, remaking a logo, renaming. There's there's a problem there that whatever, whoever they say, that whoever they were yesterday, they felt that it wasn't resonating enough. So I'm gonna come up with something different. Yeah. But the you problem see, is they're still acting the same way. They're still implementing and running the business the same. So no matter what you do for us, the outside, the heart of that notary trainer, that notary influencer is still, still the same. Still the and same. they will still rob you blind at the first chance they get. And I don't care if they don't like what I'm saying. You know, they'd have a lot more success if they just like followed what they what they do in the hood. Rims, cell phones. Fried chicken, bodega, <laughs> pay your bills, pay your water, ATM. Yeah. <laughs> you know, got, got a little mom and pop restaurant in the back. Get you a nice little grilled cheese. Oh, yeah. Selling you plates. Selling, yeah, plates, selling the back plates out the, the back. Well, they would get a lot, <laughs> they'd get a lot further if they were just like, all right, well, mm. we just do it all. Yeah. 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 And see, here's the thing, man. This just popped in my head. Here's the question, audience. This is what you need to ask yourself. Why is it that so many people feel that they need to try to teach and educate notaries on how to do this business? I think they realize that 
notaries, and I and I hate to say this, but I think this is true, mm-hmm. that the vast majority of notaries are gullible enough to spend that money with them. Because there, something has to be that right. Look, like I said, <laughs> faith without works is means you're scared. But the scammer has faith that you going that they can scam you out of their money and they're putting in the work to do it because they believe mm-hmm. you are gullible enough to fall for their mess and that and, and you do it. Many All of the us time. have done it. All and the then time. the next person, and then somebody said, Well, I think I can I can come at a different angle. Okay, well that scammer, yeah, they doing it that way, but I can do it this way. And then you know what? You'll follow me. You'll fall for it with me. And then you'll fall with it for that person. And over and over. And I'm like, okay, they must see that the notaries is a gold mine or is spending money unjustifiably for something they probably really don't need that they can go and learn on their own and save a whole buttload of money and go implement it and make a whole lot of money. But the crazy part is that notaries are spending a lot of money to do something but they ain't doing anything and making money from it. Bro, it's like when we see um, those razzle-dazzle credit repair commercials and those people on YouTube and everything, we look at that and we go, that's automatically a scam. Even though this person's telling you that they can can fix your credit for you, right, which will help you get better business credit down, down the line, we look at them and say, yeah, ain't no way that that's real. How come in the notary business you don't apply that same logic? Well, they don't because they are going by the amount of the followers. So we have to, Emotions. yeah, we have to remember like those those people that are saying them these courses, they tend to have a decent amount of followers. I don't know why, but that's just the way it goes. So the new the new notary, someone that's new in the business. Them. Yeah, there you go. So they are going by the amount of followers, these so-called influencers, these so-called gurus. I have to come up with a like like a name for these naughty gurus out there. <laughs> so they are going by the amount of followers that they think they have, just like you say, not knowing that they are able to pay for followers. And that's what they are basing their decision off. And at the end of the day, you know, after it's all said and done, all you have to do is go to your state website, then you realize I just paid $150 for the same information I could have got for free. And one of the training that's going on right now is the apostille training. Look, I learned how to do apostille by calling my secretary of state. I had a call from a client who needed something done. I called the secretary of state. They told me exactly what I had to do. And I didn't pay them. I didn't, like the person literally tell me, oh, I just, this is what you have to do for Massachusetts. And, you know, folks out there charging $150, $200, have you considered calling mm-hmm. your secretary of state and ask them what the process is? Most likely they already have a, they already have a booklet of the entire process for you. So it's like, you know, folks are allowing the amount of followers people have dictates who they spend their money with. I guess we better tell them what the topic was. <laughs> oh, man. Shoot, what topic? We haven't even gotten there yet. What topic? What topic? Oh man, you know what? Look, look, we just been all over the place, y'all. Look, yeah, we do. We love y'all. We really do. And y'all know, y'all know. Look, yeah, they know it, Griff. Every person that's in this business 
you started off getting in this business to make money and the question is are you doing what it takes to make money it's either yes or no if you're not then you need to make the necessary adjustment because not everybody can be a notary trainer not everybody can be you know a, a notary witness but see here's the thing to be a notary trainer to be an expert witness called in for notaries it's supposed to require you to first spend some time doing the notary work and mm -hmm. getting an understanding of it. Mm -hmm. But people are trying to be a notary trainer, a notary expert witness to get $400 an hour, and you don't even understand your own state laws. How does that make sense that you're going to try to take on that level of responsibility but you don't have that level of expertise and experience under your belt. Because if that's what you think is the way the life's supposed to be, then you should not complain about somebody operating on you who does not have the necessary experience. You should not complain about somebody who does not have the proper experience trying to teach your son or daughter to do something and it fails and costs them money. You shouldn't complain about it because you are trying to implement something in your life and you are refusing to get the necessary experience for that industry. So you can't complain about other people screwing you over because they got a lack of experience when you're basically doing the same. How are you going to be an expert witness and you don't even understand your own state laws and ain't even talking about what the fact that you don't follow them, you just don't even know them. Or, or anything, but you're going to be an expert witness? You're going to try to <laughs> teach somebody? Come on, that don't even make a lick of sense in any in any stretch of the imagination on any daggone universe or anything. It does actually make sense, Griff. In the world of social media. Because, yeah, social, I mean, because social media is not the notary business. Correct. That is not oh. the notary business. Social media is not the notary business. But if you want to just try to make a quick buck with little to no effort and that's that's really the way it is. And, yeah. and that's why notary, these, a lot of these notary people out here who's trying to sell you stuff, they know they're betting on you being lazy. The more lazier you are, the more you're going to spend money with them for them to supposedly tell you stuff that you need, that you could have found out yourself, but you're too lazy to go find it out. So yeah. I'll pay somebody to tell me. And then they tell you something. And here's the thing, probably a good portion of what they're telling you might be 80% true. Right. And it might be 80% applicable to you. But the problem is because you was lazy from the initiation of your knowledge getting, I just made up the whole phrase, the initiating of your <laughs> knowledge getting, then turn it's around and be incredible. even lazier in the implementation of your money earning through your business. Boy, that's a whole new thing I just came up with. Oh man! But you're being lazy. If it you're lazy here, in your knowledge getting, you're going to be lazy in your business earnings. Hmm. Might have to make that into a short. No, you know what, Griff? You're absolutely <laughs> right. Um, it, it, it just astounds me how many people are not willing to get the proper knowledge on their own, but they want to go out on their own and start a business. 
how is it that you want to start a business and not know everything about it? Not know the nooks and crannies, the nuts and the bolts? Because they say, you know what people told me, man? They said, well, I'm scared I might get the wrong information. So you have less doubt in yourself. You got more faith in a stranger telling you what's right in this business than your own ability to go research it and find it out. However, show thyself approve. Yes, some of you men and women, if you think your partner is cheating on you, you figure out how to find out. You figure out how to catch them in a (laughs) lie. So you can catch another whole grown, another whole grown person in yep. a lie about them cheating on you, and you have no, <clears throat> you have no evidence. You just like, I just think something's wrong because he got a certain smell on him. Yep. Why is she? Why is she Not coming sure. back from the mm. from the from the office get together with a smile on her face? Who's she been talking to? And then That's you go and do research and recon and figure that out. But then you get into the notary business and it's like. But I need to pay this guy money to tell me what I what I need to know because if I try to research it myself, I might get it wrong. Oh, but you ain't afraid that you might get it wrong and accusing somebody of doing something that they not doing in there in that whole relationship. You ain't you ain't afraid of that. You are no, not you afraid wanna, of that. You wanna know what kills me the most about this? Being is that I, I run a marketing solutions company, meaning that I do work for people. I actually give them something to take and, yeah. and use. And that that they can see, that they can hold, that they can transfer to somebody else, that they can see, that they can hold. People will go out there and spend money on information that's free and then come back to me and say, I don't have a whole lot of money to spend. Yeah, I can't stand when folks tell us mm-hmm. that. Like, <clears throat> they get on my nerve every time they decide to do stuff like that. And I've seen it, I've seen it in both industries. And I feel like, you know, if somebody's doing something like that, that's that's just them showing you that they have no respect for what you are doing. They have no respect for your business. They have no respect for the product that you are that, that you are providing. And well, you, the, like, the problem is they think that the information is a product. The information is not a product. No, of course. it. No, of course it's not. But, you know, not knowing, you know, being, you know, being ignorant to exactly what is out there, like what is the true um the true resources that you can utilize you know that's what caused an issue and, and that's how they're able to get taken advantage of oh yeah mm-hmm. like I it mean, is you know just like you said last time q you can't be captain saver ho <laughs> just like yeah, you said not, last I'm time not, i'm not trying to be captain saver ho i'm trying to look at my market realistically and i'm tired of people spending money on information that's free and they come to me talking about, well, I don't have a whole lot. Like, my, I'm price moderate. And I'm not ranting, but let's be honest. I, <laughs> we, we all know what Captivated is at this point, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. How is it that you can take a $450 class and then come and talk to me about, well, I need these things for my business. This is what I'd like to do for my business. But you ain't got money to spend on it. But you just want to spend $400 on something that you could have got for free. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So something that you actually need for your business, because this is what you would like to do for your business. And these are the tools that you know that you could use for your business. You don't have the money to invest in that. Nope. Y'all hustling backwards, man. Definitely hustling backwards. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. And they're trying to rush to, they're trying to rush to the mountaintop without formalizing a good, strong base. So when the market shifts like it has, or when things get tight, and that's why I did that video earlier talking about 
preparation shows you care and i love that from john maxwell he said preparation shows you care and a lot of these people aren't prepared for an increase in business you're not you're not prepared you're just thinking that oh it's just going to happen and then all i got is a pen a half a stamp and and you're supposed to just start making money but you don't have your log book you don't have no paper you don't you don't have none of this i can't tell you how many notaries called me saying yeah um um i got a phone call about doing a sign-in but i had to turn it down and i said why was was it that time you were still at work no i don't even have a printer i don't even have a scan i don't even have paper i don't have nothing so what were you thinking what were you thinking when somebody said you could just, oh, you, you heard that, you heard you can be a loan signing agent. And you didn't think, and nor did that person tell you that, oh, by the way, the moment you sign up with SnapDocs or signing order, mm-hmm. in the height of a, <clears throat> of a refinance boom, you're going to get phone calls right away. You're going to be fresh meat out there and they're going to want to send you work. They don't tell them that and nor do the person think that they need to realize that I need to be prepared. They're like, I'm going to just do it. And then they get mad when they're only making 125, which is not a bad fee, but they get upset because the person that notary had to go to FedEx or UPS to print and scan back the documents, which probably cost them over $200 to do. Mm -hmm. And that's why I did the video. Talking about the fee where people, but I'm not going to give them a copy of their documents. I'm going to save money. I'm going to take some shortcuts. And when you aren't prepared, that shows you don't care and you take shortcuts to get things done. That's why I love that. I mean, prepare preparation shows that you care. Hey, I got a question for you guys. Yeah. What's up? All right. You guys order pizza? Uh, I, I don't know your your personal diet. It's been a long ever, time, but yeah, I, I, I've ordered all right. pizza before. You've ordered food before, right? Mm-hmm. How much do you tip the driver? Shit, well, nothing, because I go pick it up myself. <laughs> <laughs> if they come, I try to do um, at least $5. At least $5. Yeah. All right. Now, if that person... So let's say you're ordering food and it's a 10 minute drive, 15 minute drive. Still the same tip. Yeah. Yeah. That's for you, Griff. Mr. $5. Mm-hmm. Still $5. All right. So I'm curious how people are saying doing business in their general location, 10 to 15 minutes. They're not going to leave their house for less than $15. But Griff, I'm going to use you as as an example. All right. Okay. Your delivery person, you're only going to pay them $5. Now, you've got a travel fee. I've got a travel fee. Same distance that, you know, if I was to go to my pizza place, you know, right down the road, I would charge $45 just to travel there. Right. Mm -hmm. But we look at our delivery people that travel to you to bring us food, nourishing, something that they need. We don't pay them the same, right? No. Yeah, now I remember I did Grubhub. So I know that if they made a $5 tip, that $5 tip for a Grubhub person could be the key to them making about 10 to $17 per order by getting that $5 tip. Got you. So that's why I do it because I have knowledge that 
when I did Grubhub, the the base fee that they're paying us sometimes is just under ten dollars. Gotcha. And I'm like, if I made five dollars, that can make the difference in how many orders I'm doing and how much longer I gotta hang out there doing you know, driving food. So if I get a good tip when I'm getting a dollar, two dollar tips, I'm like, okay, that's nice. I appreciate it. But if I get that five dollar tip, that five dollars from an eight, if I'm if I'm making eight dollars on the run and I get five dollars, that means I'm getting twelve. Was it, was it, that's, oh, was thir- it? that's thirteen. Gross. Thirteen. I'm going to say thirteen. <laughs> Back in my day, it was 12. 5 plus 8 was 12. I think he's doing the new math. <laughs> he's doing that new math. He's trying to yeah. count by 10s and everything. You know, so that that makes a difference. That can make a difference, that $5. So that's why I do the $5, because I know what they get base pay, and that 5 will can make the difference. So the, the only reason that I brought this up is because I'm not trying to take anything away from us as notaries because if I spoke poorly about us as notaries, I'd be speaking poorly about myself. Mm-hmm. Um, Yes, we are required to operate within certain laws just like a restaurant is, right? There's certain laws that we just have to follow and that's the way that it is. Yeah. Right. Um, outside of those laws, though, we need to be personable, understand the notarial wording, know how to put ink into our stamp mm-hmm. and make sure that we can follow along uh read through documents quickly enough to see if there's any uh blank spaces that need to be taken care of right or if we can just get straight to the signatures yeah yeah i agree but we're, but we're not happy with what we get yeah that's why i don't understand why some people do or have done because they don't see it as much a day in the life of a notary, but then they're complaining about every aspect of a notary's day. You know what we do. I don't like to pay. I don't like printing. I don't like, I don't like, I don't like, but follow me in my day in the life of a notary. You know, I'm like, that's very disingenuous, very disingenuous that you're bragging about the day in the life of a notary, but you hate darn near every aspect of it. Yeah. Yeah, that don't make any sense. Yeah, and I thought that about that today. Yeah, see, yeah, I thought about that. I was like, yeah, they don't, they don't really, they just doing that for clicks and views and yeah, and some type of much. social, yeah, social influence. You, you know, know to um, mm-hmm. to be honest with you, some of those who are posting, sometimes I feel like they're not even going to a notary appointment. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> they just post you know, it just is, you know just true. for the view, just for the, you know. It's like it doesn't. But make, then you're gonna have, but then you're gonna have people on the other side saying, "Oh, well, that's just the way that they're motivating themselves." If you see it and you put it out there, put it into the universe, and then you can be it. Yeah, yeah. Get your behind up and actually do do the work. Yeah. You know what but I mean? All of that is leading to, well, you know, then the notary see see that's a false pretense because somebody who's lazy or unmotivated to figure it out for themselves they see oh earl or karen is going out here and saying they got this notary life thing that they're doing wow well maybe they can help me and mentor me and then they play oh well i don't i ain't i don't i mean i guess i can mentor you 
um i guess uh 45 dollars an hour is good you know i can do that i already got a page set up for you go there you know but i guess and they play this here you know like oh no it, it's they, they they playing you i'm telling y'all yeah. they playing y'all and i don't care if those notaries don't like it i'm at a point in half five years in this business bump all y'all because <laughs> i am sick and tired of people standing by and just and knowing this foolishness is going on but y'all are too daggone afraid to say something and stop it but then you complain about it and as i always say this one preacher i know out of denton texas mike murdoch probably not original with him but he's the only person i've ever heard say it he said you cannot complain about what you allow and there's too many people out there notaries signing companies trainers title companies lenders who are complaining about what notaries are doing wrong but they are allowing it they're not doing anything substantial to really really quell it they're not you're getting mad and i know we got all these instructions on top of instructions but why are they doing things wrong? It comes from them being educated and told these things. And y'all yeah. know some of the people who was telling them this stuff, but y'all won't do anything about it. And got a some question. Of them, yeah, go yeah, for it. I got man. another question. Got another go question here. <sighs> I'm already getting some trouble. Y'all ready to get in some trouble? Sure, <laughs> what else we got? <laughs> Real estate market about to crash, so I guess we just... Um, I'm about to be selling bottles of water in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you know what? Let's be ambiguous here, but the big wigs out there are they actually selling training or structured conversations? Good question. Mm. That's a good question. I'm going by structured conversation, especially to, especially to the folk that is not well diverse into business. Um, they are, you know, they are easily fooled by someone who just can come, you know, come around, structure a few sentences properly, make it seem like it's like the fanciest thing that you ever heard. <laughs> and, you know, that can easily be passed up as training because from what I'm seeing from these notary gurus out there and I don't think it's true not everyone is selling an actual training you know I think I'm going to lead more to a structured conversation based on you know what you were asking Q and it like it works for them it gets the job done it's like it's like if they does it well <laughs> it gets, it well, gets that's what people, I was going to cover. I was going well, to talk well, about that. Well, well, it gets folks. Well, folks are buying it. Folks are buying into it. Like, but does it, it get it mean, the job done? No, it doesn't. But on the other end, as far as it's getting the job done for the person that's providing it, as far as them, you know, earning an income, selling mm -hmm. it. But the actual person that's supposed to be going out there in the notary um, to conduct the appointment. It's not getting the job done for them. Yeah. When you think about training, and I'm coming from a military, my military That's experience. That's what I was thinking, Griff. Go ahead, please. please With training, and I've, and, I, and I've said this in, on the channel a long time ago, 
with with training that we get in the military, it helps you to know what to do when the situation calls for you to know what to do. Mm -hmm. Case in point, when I was in boot camp, and then even when I got off the out of boot camp, they would send us to firefighting school. And mm-hmm. the one thing that I remember they taught us from firefighting school wasn't a whole lot that I did remember because it was just so intense. But I remember they said, whenever there's a fire, always check the door with the back mm-hmm. of your hand because your hand is more sensitive. And when if you have to go walk, if you go have to go into a fire where there's smoke, get on the ground because smoke rises and there's fresh air at the bottom. Right. And if you're in a fire, you do the same. You get on the ground and you crawl out or, or drag yourself out as low as you can. So you, because all the smoke is going to rise up and there's fresh air at the bottom. Well, when I went home um, on vacation one time, I had to, I had turned the heater on because it was cold. It was a weird February in Jacksonville, Florida. It was cold. And I went to the store to get something. My parents was gone. When I came back, I could smell smoke. The heater that I turned on, I didn't realize it had a plastic base to it. And the base got soft from the heater element, which was a poor design. Everything on that thing was metal except for the base. And it tipped over and caught the curtains on fire. Mm. When I got home, yeah. And when I got home, it was right when the fire had first started. Everything that I learned in boot camp and in my firefighting school kicked in, back of the hand, opened the door, hit the ground, crawled through there. I really, they said if it's an electrical fire, it was electrical heater. Don't throw water on it. Right. Um, pull the plug. I found a way to pull the plug out, and then I threw water on it to squash it because you don't throw water on an electrical fire because all that's going to do is cause a lot of sparks mm-hmm. and or a fire that started from an electrical source. <clears throat> and I was like, boom. So the training that you get as a notary, as an apostille, as a wedding officiant should be able to help you to where you're not scared. If you're taking training, if you're sitting underneath somebody and when you leave to go out to execute things in the real world, <clears throat> like the old, the, old movie, the old movie Kung Fu, when you can take the pebble out of my hand, grasshopper, you're ready. <laughs> and guess what? When he was out in the world fighting, he reflected back on his training. The question is, if the training, the so-called training that you're sitting under does not you can't reflect back on it to help you in a tough situation that you're in there's a problem there's something missing well see and this is why i asked the question because it to me most of it is structured conversation because any other industry that i think of training you're actually doing something look at athletes when they train what do they do they are working on their craft actively Mm -hmm. look at the military when you train what are you doing? You're actively doing what, 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 what is training. And that is the part that's missing. Yeah. And that's what's missing from the notary world. Because when it comes to the, what we need to do, which is the notorial part, being quizzed and questioned about different things, folk 
say, no, that is not what I'm going to do. And the reason why I'm not going to cheat somebody, that kind of stuff, because each state is different. But there are, and I've proven, there are some basic elements that are the same yes. with mm -hmm. every single notary. You got to have a venue. You got to have a notarial statement. You got to have your stamp. You got to sign it. You got to put your commission number and your expiration number. You and have those to understand the notarial wording. You, know, you don't have the notarial wording. You, you know, know, states have states have specifics as to what wording is required, but the, the general notorial wording is all the same. Right. Um, it's just stated differently. Correct. So if it says I certify, does your state allow you to certify anything? <clears throat> it's either yes or no. If it doesn't, what do you do? You add a notarial acknowledgement. It's that simple, but nobody's being taught that. That is what people aren't being taught. Now, they're real good at marketing. They're real good at finding the deals and do the stuff on Canva because in some cases, they're sort of taught that. But at the same time, after you've done the, the marketing, the advertising, that's why I say, what's more important, advertising or availability? Yeah, advertising. But when somebody says, I need you, oh, I'm not, I, 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 I really can't do that right now. Why can't you? Why aren't you ready? Why aren't you prepared? That's what business is about. And the, and the part that really ticks me off, and this has nothing to do with the trainers, but this is the people who are trying to get in this business or have gotten in here and say they want to do this as a second career or as a main line. You get upset when you go to get service from somebody and they're not ready and they're not prepared. You go to a restaurant and let's say you got reservations. And they're like, oh, 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 I'm sorry. Oh, we're not ready for you yet. What do you mean you're not ready for me? Or if you're not at a restaurant where you need reservations, you're at the Cheesecake Factory and they give you that little buzzy disc thing and you're sitting there playing with it, <laughs> little man, man, and TT sliding around, kicking it, and then they start buzzing. Bzz, 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 oh, and man. then you say, okay, yeah, they told me, okay, that buzzer means the seat is ready. They're ready for you. And then you get there. Oh, it's going to be another 15 minutes. And why the daggone thing buzzing? Exactly. Right. Why is it buzzing? You told me that you 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 said I'm ready. That's that buzzing is an advertisement that it is time to go eat. And then I go to get ready to go eat, and then you tell me, oh, it's gonna be another 15 minutes. Then why'd you, you buzz me? Yeah. Why, why did you hurt. buzz me? But you advertise that you are a notary and that you notarize stuff. Yeah. Okay. Well, I need. Well, I'm. I mean, look. I don't even have a pencil or a pen. I ain't got. I ain't even got my notary stamp yet. And why then, did you say that you? Then why did you tell this? me you were ready? Why did you? Why did you yeah. put out there that you were ready to do this when you're not? When you're not. Or well, I got all my equipment, but I'm not really confident in what I'm supposed to do. Why aren't you confident if you spent three thousand dollars and knowing doggone well? 45% of that was probably toward training. And you mean to tell me after all of that so-called training, you're still not ready? Something wrong, either it's you, either you have some deficiency that makes it impossible for you to comprehend what you've been trained and educated on to do, if especially if it was correctly educating you, or he did not do a good job in educating you, that they have a deficiency on their end. It's one of the two. There's no. no way you can have a good trainer and a good learner and then and then that person who just learned from a good trainer is still scared. Ain't no yeah. daggone way. 
No. You know, being a corporate trainer, it was always a mark on me if somebody, like I always took it personally if I felt like somebody else had to have a refresher course or meet with me after because they just didn't get it or, mm-hmm. you know, I, I didn't deliver the information properly. Like I, I took that seriously because my job is to make sure that when people come to training, they get everything that they need. They have enough time to have, you know, sandbox, but real world uh, touching mm-hmm. of, of the computer systems, right? I used to be an EMR trainer. Um, but after that, once they leave my class, the expectation is they can go back to work. And unless yeah. you come out with something new that they're going to need to know in order to do their job function, never saw them again for training. What I struggle with in a notary business is why there's so many classes over and over and over again. What is the reason that these people are getting roped into paying for weekly conversations and monthly conversations? Oh, Correct. Man. That's because my question. That the, yeah, because because the trainer who comes in, you think about it in a in a W two world. When they come in and do training for people who are, um, let's just say, um, diversity training yep. on how to deal with the various different types of of human beings that are in the workplace. Everybody from the janitor to the CEO, when they leave that training, they supposed to have a much better understanding of how not to be offensive how to report if they have been offended and how to reach out and get information or help if they're still a little weak on how not to offend there's that you are not a good trainer or the training is not good if that person sat in that training and then they went out and did something offensive to another person and they said, well, didn't you win the train? Well, I mean, I was in the train. I listened to it, but I really didn't understand what they was talking about. So either that person, either the training was inadequate or you as an individual was inadequate in, a, in your ability to learn it and understand it. But the training come, but they do the training for all these various people across the whole daggone organization in multiple states. Yeah. But then notaries get in here and say, well, I can't train you because my state laws are different from your state laws. Well, then learn their state laws and help them. But now that's not my my role. I'm just trying to just just show them how they can make money in the business. But you're going to show them how to make money in something they don't even know how to do. Right. Man, that's what you know. That's what, that's what the success system, you know, was built out to be when you had it out there. Yeah, and it was repetition, doing the job. Mm-hmm. That that that's what it was. You know, it wasn't a whole lot of, uh, you know, that there's definitely talking and whatnot, but it wasn't this whole four hour lecture like we get on the podcast from you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, no, as it, soon as they came in, I made them take a test. You, yeah, I, let me see what you know. And it was working. The problem is a lot of people outside of the folk who took the course, they didn't get it. They didn't understand it. And it was a threat to them. I just wish that folks would would, would call it what it is. Stop calling these things, these little sessions, these weekly meetings, calling them training sessions. They're not training sessions. Call them conversations and let people know that they're paying for conversations and not for actual training. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Weekly combo. Weekly yeah. combo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And the, 
And the part that burns me are people. Now, there are a few people that I've come across. They've gone out there and done some research and they know what the answer is. But they're like, well, I'm just calling you Griff because I just want to make sure. And I'm like, make sure what? Well, I researched and I did that and the other. I'm like, so then what made you doubt what you did? What makes you think that just, I said, because if you're saying in order for you to believe what you've already researched to be true, I got to sign off on it and tell you that, yep, what you researched is true. Come on. Or, well, I heard somebody say such and such and such. Okay, you heard them say it. I didn't hear them say it, but you want me to validate or invalidate what they said. Why didn't you ask them? Well, I mean, you know, I didn't want to seem offensive. So you think it's okay for you to stop me in my day and ask me to tell you whether or not what somebody else said that you should do in your business should be done. And, and not only business. that, they're going to challenge you about what you say yeah, based right. off of what, what they heard from somebody else that they haven't right. had any conversations with. Which doesn't yes. make any sense. Right. So I'm sitting here, I'm like, that's why I ask people, I said, what do you, what makes you unsure? What are you nervous about? Why Why are you doubting? Yeah, and they can't, and most and most likely, they can't answer that question. Yeah, nah, most, man, they're most likely they're not. Betting on somebody that wouldn't piss on fire to put them out, man, if they was on fire. It's a cold oh, world. It's a cold man, world. Man, so much for our topic tonight. <laughs> I guess we'll yeah, come back with that much. next week. Yeah, it's a good topic. Oh, We're not going to talk about it right now, but it's a good yeah. topic. That'll be next week's episode. Yeah, but I mean, and look, Y'all, I, a lot of people, Matthew and Q sees it just like I see it. There are a lot of people out here who really want to do this business and they really have a desire to do it right. And they are really being pulled in multiple different directions with all of this stuff that people are saying you should do. Yep. And the biggest issue that I have is that you won't challenge them and you won't question them because most people are afraid, back to what I said, Faith without works equals fear. If you have faith in this business, but you are not willing to do the work of challenging people who are telling you that you should do something to verify whether what they're saying is even applicable, then you in main reason why you're not doing it because you're fearful. You're scared that they're not gonna let you in on the in the in the secret closet or the secret room and you're thinking <laughs> that you're gonna miss something. So no, I don't wanna upset them. So I don't really believe what they're saying. I really don't believe what they're saying, but man, that guy Griff is real straight to the to the point, and he tells you straight with no chases. So I'm gonna ask him, hey Griff, I heard like one lady call. So do I ask? So so do I need need to have a mobile printer in my car to do this business? And I was like, well, that's up to you. It like, depends on what you're doing. Yeah, I'm like, why are you asking? Well, I'm in this 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 Facebook group, this private Facebook group. There and goes. everybody in there keeps saying that they got a mobile printer set up and i just asked i said so is that do you want to do that oh no i said so why are you asking me about something you don't want to do well i just wanted your opinion i said why is it okay opinion on something you've already determined you don't want to do so at that point your opinion doesn't really matter right i don't think people get this whole entrepreneur thing so they're just wasting your time, Griff. It's not W2 Panor. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's, it's not W2. <laughs> like, you are literally on your own. It is yep. up to you. You're a castaway. You are a castaway from, from the system. Literally. 
you're a castaway you're in a whole different tax bracket you fill out a whole different what you actually pay taxes you don't receive money back at the end of the year right. you actually pay them you are in a whole different world you're by yourself yeah you're, you know we had plenty of episodes talking about this um but you have to wear every single hat that this business is going to touch and if you can't wear the hat then you got to pay somebody to wear it for you that is correct mm-hmm. and that's the thing and that's what i don't get i'm like come on i'm like and i honestly believe and i, I mean i truly believe and maybe i'm naive to some degree with this but i believe that the vast majority of the people who come into this business can actually do it can actually go out there and make things happen for themselves right. once they open their eyes and pay attention to what's going on first understand what being a notary is all about and then understanding your neighborhood and your community because the community on one side of town is going to respond different to notaries on another side one yeah, side of town sure. they might they might nickel and dime you and and fuss about how much they want to pay you but then on the other side of town they might be willing to pay you and here's the part here's the crazy part it might be the wealthy side that's nickel and diming you Yep. And the low income side that has no problem paying you. Yeah, because one thing wealthy people know is you don't get rich by spending your money. No, you don't. <laughs> because no, here's not. the thing. Because what you have to really understand is once somebody understands the value of what you're doing for them, they'll be willing to pay you when they value what you're doing. Sometimes the poor people don't value, sometimes the rich people do, and vice versa. Mm-hmm. But when you can find the people who value what you do in your business that's who that's your clientele you'll take yeah okay i'll take money from these people who don't really value because sometimes they're desperate enough and they just know they got to pay me but i'm dealing with the people who understands my value and appreciates what i do for them that's who i'm with and see that part isn't being taught sitting there in zoom meetings and and clubhouses mm-hmm. all week long and i'll be honest people say well yeah i know people say well griff you in them i'm in them especially main prime i don't have time to do the zoom ones but i hop <laughs> on the um the clubhouse ones because personally i am tired of hearing people give out advice that is really only specific to them and in their business and it's not applicable to every notary everywhere. So I have a hard time just letting that slide. I have to say something. I have to question. I have to like, okay, wait a minute. What do you mean? And this isn't to, this is like, I've heard multiple people who are, who got a title producer license from Indiana and Maryland. Mm. And, a, and the majority of them speak from the standpoint of, like everybody's supposed to have a tip license. And I'm like, you realize that only your state has that. Oh, oh, okay. And I'm like, you gotta understand the room. You can't speak as if everything. Oh, well, I only work with home builders. Oh, I only work with this. I only do Ron. I only so if you only do, how come you're speaking as if what you're saying everybody's supposed to do when not everybody's in the same boat? Not everybody's going to be Ron. Not everybody's going to be home builders. Not everybody's going to be direct. You got to make sure that what you're communicating can fit everybody. And maybe some things you just don't need to communicate. Only communicate that which is universally needed for all notaries. 
But if you're no, if you're pigeonholed into one aspect of this notary business, you're not going to know the other side of the house. So in other words, you probably don't need to say anything. But right. people want to show how smart they are and make people think they're successful so they can get somebody to say, but do you do mentorship? Well, you, mm-hmm. well, well, yes, I do. Sure, here's my cash app. And now they're making money off of the person doing that. But then that person realizes, I'm not really getting anything from them. I'm not learning anything from them. They, they just talking about how much about what they want to buy, what they're going to buy, and what they should have bought. And if you were somebody and that's all they're talking in their so-called training, so-called sessions with you is the aesthetics of the business, but not the actual how to do the business. Mm-hmm. You just wasted your money because they ain't going to give it to you. They ain't going to give it back to you. No, no, they're not. Hey, you know what? And then we've seen plenty of examples where people done got screwed over and could not get a refund. Um, mm-hmm. So that's not, you know, if you think that you are going to get your money back after paying for one of this training or structured conversation, let us be the one that tell you're not going to. Unless you're yeah. dealing what unless if you are dealing with someone like Griff, um, you know, if something were to happen, let's say you go and make the class. Is because I ain't charging nobody. <laughs> <laughs> but in a situation where as far as, you know, when you were doing as far as your courses, if, let's say if they had a family emergency where they couldn't make the um, class, oh, yeah. you know, that's yeah. completely different. There are folks out there that I've known that I heard about, even though the person who paid for their training had family emergency, they still refuse to either reschedule the training mm-hmm. or no, even give the, you, or yeah. give the money back. You know, that's, oh, no. you know, like no, I've seen yeah. it. It happened last year. I know that's, uh, that's an abnormal behavior. That is very an abnormal be- behavior, but it is. That's what happens. <laughs> you know, that's what. Yep. Mm-hmm. It is. <laughs> All right, guys, I think it's a uh, we oh, can go on no break I today. Know. I don't know. We, we gotta see. It. We gotta see if the people like this format of no break in the middle. I think it's flowing well for us, but I kind of still like having the breaks move. So I'll figure something out. Put them in yeah, somewhere. Yeah, that way Matt can go take him a quick nap, and I can go <laughs> sneak and fix me some food real quick. But now nah, I'm good. Now nah, I had see. I was quiet. Yeah. A lot of people. He was paying Griffin on quiet. Now nah, I was quiet. I was eating some chips up here. <laughs> yeah, I sure was. Hey, you know, I just, I just, I just want to give a quick shout out to Capri Bland. Um, I know she helped me out. I needed something like some more, some more information. She had recently made a post regarding the federal apostille, and then I just happened to have one. So I just want to give a shout out to Capri Bland with um, yeah, she's great. On call, no, mobile notary, twenty four seven. Shout out yeah. Capri. Appreciate it. Appreciate your help. And she was not afraid to share some resources, some websites. So mm-hmm. really appreciate that. Yeah, she's down here in my area. Matter of fact, I got to get, I had spoke at a one at an event she had and everything. And um, matter of fact, I also need to get with her. I had was speaking at an event um, for um, Star McQueen and Capri was <clears throat> Capri was there. So I got to get with her on um, some apostille stuff. I just been so busy with these signings. Um, I literally thinking, like, okay, it's going to be slow. 
but it's just been popping left and right, left and right. Even to the point of the night, an order came in last minute and then I had another order that came in at like 10 o'clock at night for the next day. So what a, a, a pro tip to you notaries, keep your phones by your side because some of these companies who are based out of California will be sending orders out at 10 o'clock hour time and nine o'clock hour time because remember they're three hours behind. So you thinking that, oh, ain't nothing else that coming through the rest of the day. And the next thing you know, you look at your phone that you left downstairs or upstairs and you don't miss four or five opportunities. So my phone stays with me. When I'm upstairs, downstairs, bathroom, backyard. Yeah, yeah you take your phone everywhere, huh? Mm-hmm. Even if I'm taking <laughs> the trash cans out, I got my phones with me. <laughs> if you want to give orders, if you want to get notifications, leave your phone somewhere else. And trust me, as soon as you leave and you walk, <laughs> and then you come back like, man, I missed five. Tag on it. It's like a watch pot never boils. I mean, that's basically sometimes what this is you know yeah it's like the men who just keep on talking <laughs> <laughs> and look i'm feeling good i had took a nap this weekend yeah no we can tell we can <laughs> i'm feeling good yeah griff you need to go make a youtube video on that note you guys got anything else left to say nah. <laughs> i know griff you do but put it on youtube <laughs> I'm just messing with you, man. Oh, man. We, we we appreciate when you get your Stevie Wonder on and, and start closing your eyes and your head starts bobbing and you start talking <laughs> to the microphone and you know dropping that those gems on us that everybody loves yeah. in the notary world or they don't love and we love the fact that they don't love it. So yeah, I appreciate that. I'm good, man. I'm good. I can't close my eyes and talk on YouTube. I'm not gonna ask you. Are you sure? We're just going to move on to Matherin. Griff's <laughs> Griff, done talking. We're done. Yeah, Matherin, nah. you good? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm good. I'm good, man. You know, appreciate everybody. Awesome. Hey, listen, love your life, love your business, and love yourself. We're out of here, y'all. Peace. No, we don't. We're done. We know the reason I'm sealed. Soldiers, Griff, Matherin, and Q the podcast. You can't hold us. Y'all heard the word, y'all heard the word. Griff, Matherin, and Q, yeah, we on a verse. So diverse with no rehearse. That's how we work. Authentic when we give it. If we said it, then we meant it. Not to be confused with other people's views. They get it how they get it, and we get it how we do. Look, homie, this a whole different game. We got a whole different name. We in a whole different lane. Yeah. We know the reason unsealed. This my everyday life. We know the reason unsealed. Every day I hustle out here living it right. We know the reason unsealed. Put the stamp down and step in front of the mic. Took the game over, we home now. We soldiers. Rip, Matherin, and Q, the podcast, you can't hold us. We know the reason unsealed. Life.